Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Jack Newman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sarah Becker. And I'm Trevor Flynn. Yeah, I feel that wafting through. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) (laughs) Thank God we're separated by a few states. I know. Hello, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast, this special anime episode where we, for the first time in forever on on, uh, the Movie Gang Podcast, actually get to review an anime movie, which I'm actually super freaking excited about it. We have here today, of course, the cast of Animania plus Ben, which is going to be absolutely awesome. Because today we're talking about Makoto Shinkai's... Uh, we're talking about Kimi no Nawa, which is, of course, your name, which is now showing in the United States. So it's uh, it's kind of been taking Japan by storm. We're going to get to that. Uh, but first up, we have a couple trailers to talk about today, guys, at the trailer corner. Uh, first up, we have, of course, this interesting new one about I Am Heath Ledger. Ben, you wanted to talk about this real quick. Yeah, I just think it's interesting that uh, we're going to get sort of a, uh, I guess, an Amy-style documentary. I don't think it's going to be too interesting from the trailer just looks like a nice little fluff piece but it's it's sort of interesting to me because i feel like heath ledger is the first person from our generation that i at least remember being like fuck dude yeah like he was one of the first ones i feel like i remember where i was when he died he is sort of our i think is this weird to say James Dean? Like, I feel like he's a similar guy who was just like really young had a lot of potential and just died so i think it's because he hit he hit like the peak of his career right before it happened. Or who am right I? Who am I? Who yeah, am I to like, say that that's his peak? But like, it definitely like he was always this kind of heartthrob, and then like all of a sudden he exploded with like an actual like great acting turn, and then he died, which is just awful. <laughs> just, like, yeah, at least just and terribly awful that he wasn't in the next Batman movie, which really fucking needed him. <laughs> Yeah, probably. It probably yeah. probably would have been yeah. better with uh, yeah. well, no, it's, Ledger, it's just that's a different yeah. matter. But yeah, well, and I, I think he's just a very interesting actor because I think this one's kind of gonna looks like they're they're talking about the fact that he filmed a lot. I think it's interesting that both he and Amy Winehouse we're now getting into this generation where people had cameras all the time, and it's sort of interesting that we're gonna now have a lot of biographies like this and like Amy, which I highly recommend. It's it's really excellent where there's just going to be so much footage of him. You know, like, there's just going to be a shitload because cameras are much more ever-present in our lives than they were uh, a long time ago. And, and the old Ken Burns style of photography is probably not going to be necessary in the future. So I think it's very interesting right. that documentary right. is going to change for that reason. I bet it'll become twice as popular and and remembrance though somehow it'll 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 continue on some <laughs> like just because people enjoy that i mean maybe i don't know maybe people are like eventually we're way- gonna get to like robin williams verse where it's like the final cut and we all just have cameras in our eyes and we have um eulogy videos that all start with us brushing our teeth in the mirror in the morning <laughs> oh god jesus exactly. jesus Black mirror. oh my god <laughs> that's that's awful <laughs> okay uh but we have another trailer that we wanted to talk about this week which was invader zim ben this is also another you trailer sorry i don't mean to put both these on you but they were uh no it's okay i was just trying to find it wasn't too many big trailers but this is an interesting one uh 
I'm curious about what you guys think about it, because I grew up in the Vader Zim, and I loved it, and I have not touched it since, because I worry it doesn't age well. Uh, things you love when you're 13 can sometimes be very cringy, but I'm hopeful that this will be at least interesting, and maybe I should give this series a rewatch, but... Boy, 13-year-old me would be very happy, but 27-year-old me is like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. So I, I guess other people I, grew up with I, show like, I grew up with this show as well, but I, it's one of the shows that didn't make a massive impact on me. Like, definitely. Like, it doesn't... It, it hasn't stood the test of time. Like, I honestly hadn't thought about Invader Zim in, like, 20 years until you just mentioned it just now. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that was a thing. <laughs> it's like, it was like, what was that Moo and, uh, like, the Moo show with, like, the cow and the other thing? Um, oh, I remember. What yeah, you always uh, know what I'm talking about. But God. cow and chicken. Yeah, cow and chicken. Jesus. No, it was like it was. Oh, cow and chicken. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a weird. That was also another <laughs> another weird show. Invader Zim is definitely better, but it's just it's one of these things. that's like you can. I feel like we're starting to tape deeper and deeper nostalgia cuts. Is is maybe mm-hmm. that that's what I find interesting is that the more fringe shit that I like is becoming things where it's like mystery science theater 3000 is going to be on netflix yeah and everyone starts talking about it like it's the most mainstream thing that ever happened and i'm like what so the weird. fuck <laughs> like felicia day is in this patent awesome yeah. what the fuck is happening <laughs> yeah they're acting like you know the actors that came before on mystery science 3000 like they have to like interpret them properly and i'm like okay they were just like some yeah. dudes trying to get a paycheck dude like no one was the, watching the, this that show managed to like sneak in Leonard Malton for three seconds and it was like, oh my god, Leonard Malton is on the show? <laughs> Holy shit. And now like uh, fucking Mark Hamill I think is going to be on it. Yeah. Another big name. St- like, it's, it's crazy. Luke fucking Skywalker is on it. Like the star power is through the goddamn <laughs> roof. This is the funny thing is like never before like, you know, when they watch these movies, like the star power of the terrible movies they watch was actually like higher than the show and now it's like times a thousand, yeah. sans a thousand times the actual show. <laughs> The parody has become greater than the actual thing. It par- I don't know. It's just really weird to me. <laughs> right. And it, I, yeah, it's just interesting that these shows can like, for better or worse, get to just do what they want. Like I'm watching Samurai Jack right now and it gets to be violent and bloody because like the whole thing was always famously like, oh, I, everything's robots because yeah. they can't show blood on Cartoon Network and now they can show all the blood they want on Adult Swim. And it's just like, it, it's very interesting that we get in these things and i know we're sort of tired of nostalgic reboots and that'll be a common theme in this but it's sort of weird for me now it's like oh no No, but some of this these are things i liked some of the stuff like (laughs) like i'm gonna i will defend the samurai jack reboot to hell in a handbasket i love it i love it it. it's great because it's targeting it does the same thing toy story does it understands it has a core audience that grew up and is now targeting it wholesale and i think that it's also not a reboot it's not it's it's a continuation it's just it's just things got violent and more gritty and somehow it works really really well by maintaining the original lifestyle and just adding a fuck ton of blood <laughs> and hopefully that's a similar route that they'll take with invader zim like i mean i don't it, the, surely they won't plan to make it with like you know dark or like i don't know inappropriate adult humor or anything like that but maybe they might hopefully they can at least you know <laughs> scale up the jokes so that people our age will still think it's funny well, I'll just say, Sarah, I loved Joan Vasquez because I was a gothy fucking teen, so I got way too into him. And he wrote a comic called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. So he, oh, he, Jesus. He has a dark... <laughs> yeah, he's a dark, violent side. <laughs> Alrighty, before we move on to your name, for you, the listeners of the Movie Gang Podcast, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to try out their service. Currently, we run maybe five, six podcasts. Uh, 
it's gotten confusing. We have fee costs for the you know the hosting costs, art costs, individual editing costs, all sorts of stuff. And uh, and we pull in from a lot of different sources and getting it organized and trying to get our taxes squared away and all of that has become a titanic task that somebody like me who is not paid to do this just cannot physically handle. Uh, so to be to say that FreshBooks has essentially allowed the movie gang podcast to exist in its current form uh not only as a sponsor but as a product itself that we both use to keep it going uh that's not an understatement that's that's just a that's just a fact it's just a fact and and i have to admit like as we go forward in kind of the new tax errors and there's a lot of tax you know styles and changing you really need to have your stuff together you need to have it in order so that you can change and adapt to that and get your best return that you can possibly can and for that you have to there's nothing like TurboTax that could do that, you really do need to just have the facts in order, and it's not that hard, and it's especially not that hard with FreshBooks. So, to try FreshBooks free for 30 days, just go to www.gofreshbooks.com and enter the Movie Gang podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section, or get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. So go check that out now, and uh, get FreshBooks, and again, thank you to FreshBooks for supporting the Movie Gang podcast and the Tuscan Shed Media Network. All right, guys. Moving on to again, Kimi no Nawa. This is the Makoto Makoto Shinkai, uh, who previously did such films as Five Centimeters Per Second, Garden of Words, Children Who Chase Lost Voices, The Place Promised in Our Early Days, and of course, now Your Name. So this is kind of the culmination of Makoto Shinkai's career, as he is now murdering the box office. Or Kimi no Nawa, or Your Name. Which, uh, if I can pull up my synopsis, the day the stars fell, two lives changed forever. High schoolers Mitsua and Taki are complete strangers living separate lives, but one night they suddenly switch places. Mitsuha wakes up in Taki's body, and he in hers. The bizarre occurrence continues to happen randomly, and the two must adjust their lives around each other. Yet somehow it works. They build a connection and a communicate by leaving notes, messages, and more importantly, an imprint. When a dazzling comet lights up the night sky, something shifts and they seek each other out wanting something more. A chance to finally meet. I don't, I don't know, guys. Sorry. I was trying to I was trying to imbue it with I, the emotion, but it just like it's it's a very dry synopsis. <laughs> I think you needed that those songs underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have helped quite a bit. <laughs> okay. So we've we've we this is actually the second time that Trevor, Sarah, and me are reviewing it, and I terribly left Ben out of that time and I still feel uh, bad about that, Ben. So I'm actually gonna let you get the start okay. off on this one if you don't mind. What did you think of Kimi no Nawa? Yeah, I'll mention. I'm glad we're doing this with with the anime crew because I know you guys have different opinions of me because you see a lot more anime. I do. I, I feel like I don't know if there's a term for the kind of anime fan I am, but I feel like my term I've always used is a tsunami anime fan. I, I'm like, gonna say this: whatever shows up, on I really tsunami, hate you know? the kinds of terms that other anime fans call each other. It gets really awful. Okay, fair it's enough. It's really <laughs> awful. So let's just. Let's just not. There was no <laughs> judgment <drop> here. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so, so the kind of anime I see is usually the ones that a lot of people see. Where like the, the big ones, like you know, if everyone's talking about Attack on Titan. I'm going to attack Attack on Titan. Like Jack recommends something. I'll try my best to see it, but I'm not going to necessarily see it. It's not like I don't like dislike anime. I like anime a lot. Maybe I should watch more of it. I'll be honest. It's just one of those things that like I don't know, I need to measure education on. But you know, I see a lot of the stuff that a lot of people see, and so when I hear this one's making a shitload of money. I got very interested, and I, I got a chance to see it in Los Angeles, because one of the advantages lived in Los Angeles last year, and uh, unfortunately didn't get to see it again, so 
buying that thing. But what I was just blown away with has nothing to do with anime. It's just in terms of filmmaking. And what I appreciated is, I think Jack will talk about a little bit that this is our episode where we're tired of doing nostalgia, cynical cash grab movies. It's been three in a row, and I think it's kind of worn out Jack and all of us a little bit. And I think this is just such a classic movie. I I recently heard it described as the Titanic for uh, the movie for Japan, where it's like it is not overly complicated. And I don't agree with that. Mm -mm. It's not thematically that deep, but it is just a fucking well-told story. I just really was just, I haven't been to a movie in a while where I just was like, fucking happy as shit to watch a movie <laughs> and it's not yeah. to say like i go to the movies depressed or something but like i i've forgotten that there's just like a genuine passion and energy that a movie can have and this movie's energy and its pace and the the, the way it tells the story to me is just so infectious i love it for that reason there's nothing better than that That's ending when you're lit when he's walking at the steps like walking away from her and you're just screaming at him Look at like you're just other. screaming at the movie <laughs> and, I'll, and i'll admit it too there's this was i am i like this movie more on the second pass um because the first time i think i was i wasn't overly critical i was correctly critical i was very critical of it but i have to admit the last couple of weeks with like what i've been seeing in theaters and kind of like ghost in the shell specifically um coming back to it and just like watching like the passion that went into just making a film and making it one time it's an original ip and the fact that makoto shinkai just makes original ips which is the best part about him is he just makes movies and they (laughs) and i don't know what black magic he's used that they let him spend this much money to make a movie uh you know it worked out in this thanks but you know garden of words where where apparently he worked on it for two years and still wishes he had more time to work on it just jesus christ all i can imagine is that the cave like like the cave bit would have been like maybe 20 minutes longer where it's just like flying through Probably. space. <laughs> no, but I think it's, I think that's the best part is it's a, it's a very, very, and, and this is the other thing is I think on the first pass, I expected to be about more transgender issues and maybe some other things uh, that I just, cause I just didn't know anything about it. Uh, Cause I went in blind and I knew that there was body switching, but it's really just a simplistic story talking about modernity versus classical Japan and, tale and like stories and how like they're the like the the classics of like like and that there's like that and i think that there's there's that moment in the movie where like the grandmother's like oh yeah we lost like the reasoning behind our ceremonies trevor pointed it out in the animania episode where they talk about like how they lost the history but they still do it and it's like like people even though they don't know what it means what's up yeah they don't even, even know what they it don't means. know they what just it means. do it and it's just such it's so yeah. fucking japanese it hurts and it's just like like, <laughs> like and, and it's amazing like it's not it's not like a bad thing it's like it's just like and it's watching them struggle with their own history and the reality of the modern life and it's just these two people crossing over and it's just and it, and it has like this deep deep well of of information going on in this story but at the same time the overarching story is incredibly simple so I don't think I don't think it's like the best movie ever done. Uh, I still think Garden of Words is 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 quite a bit better. Uh, but uh, I understand why this movie caught fire and that one did not. Uh, but on on other people, yeah, I mean he's uh, yeah. So, no, 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 no. Go ahead, Trevor. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, no, I mean just to emphasize you said. Yeah, he is usually a much more contemplative exactly. director. So it is interesting that he made sort of this pop 
masterpiece, but I do think it is a pop masterpiece, and I think I just I, I, I can appreciate when there is something that is just simplistic and beautiful, but I can also kind of understand why he probably doesn't love it very much because it's like I maybe he kind of had to cut out a lot of the more deeper elements that he couldn't quite get and just had to focus on the core mm-hmm. story, which is what I kind of love it for. Yeah. Which well, is, that's giving him a lot of credit. Yeah, I think I think. Come on, Trevor, like fly in here. <laughs> the specter of death. No, I'm just joking. Well, um, thanks. Um. I, I no, you're right. I I, I I I admit. I admit. Like I think I got depressed this last couple of weeks, and going back to it with Katie, like really made this a much more positive experience for me. So yeah, like remind I, you know, us of some of the things that we said on Animania that were kind of against this. Yeah. I mean, um, and I see where you're coming from, that it's original IP. It just, um, you know, original is maybe, with Shinkai, a strong word. I feel like his work's kind of derivative. I haven't, I mean, I need to give him more of a chance. I still haven't seen five centimeters a second, which before this hit is probably what he was known for most. Right. I think um, my main yeah, experience with him that kind of turned me off of his work was Children Who Chase Lost Voices, oh, which was nope, kind of like... Nope, nope. He, he, and I think that's why I also like him a little bit more than uh, Miyazaki is like, he can he can just, he can fuck up. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Like, he can, <laughs> like, there's no, there's very little doubt in everyone's mind that you're like, yeah, no, nah, you fucked up. <laughs> this just happens. <laughs> Which, I mean, I mean that's why? an instance of style over substance too, and I I, I kind of have that same problem here. Is this the whole first couple acts of this movie feel like they're building to something that ends up to be like a really fantastical teen romance in the third act, and that's not the Era. twist I was expecting from this movie, and I don't think that that is like the main i i don't know it doesn't seem like that should be the main point of the movie but it just turns into this and it has all the themes kind of like riding the coattails of this romance that i don't really buy i don't even buy that they fall in love i I did not even buy that at any point in the movie so there's that i Uh, I didn't even think they were in love everybody thing i thought they were just connected as people Mm, yeah, no, she said she loves him. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's, it's meant to be. I think it's meant to be taken as love, but um, maybe, maybe a. It's teenage love. There's Very a good if, surface. Love. Yeah, there's a great article on the Nerdist. Well, I don't know if it's great. There's a lot of stuff that leaves it, but it talks about how, you know. Kimi no Nawa gets like millennial love like a lot better than Hollywood does <laughs> like. And I do think there's like a level of like communication and texting and like the way that communication happens and like kind of the complications yeah. of it that that it does communicate across and that's like a it, it is an interesting way that does it that makes it interesting. But I do agree with Trevor. I do agree that there's a plot twist and there's so much going on in the first part of this movie that and when you when you mention Ben saying that like he wanted more time to work on this, I think I believe it. I think I believe it because there is such it's a very montage. Exactly. There's such a great, there's such a great thematic elements running through this whole movie. And then it goes right up to the end. And then it just sort of like, it shifts into just a romance. I mean, you have these opposites set up rural versus urban male versus female. And I don't think that it, it really explores that opposition very much jack you said like it was kind of about the country versus the city and i don't think it is at all i don't think the irony that like she dreams of going to the city and then like because he connects with her he's just like drawing her rural village and like needs to find it 
Like I don't like. No, I, don't I think know. I think it deals. It does deal with one element is that, that at the end of it, it's about remembering things and kind of pulling that forward, and like it doesn't. Like, and that's the thing is too, is like, like their memories are obliterated, obliterated. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it does pass judgment on like Japanese society. It's like, if it's outside of like the modern society, it will eventually go away. They're definitely saying that. And it's like, but it's like, why? And I think it's suggesting like, why do we even have relationships? Like what purpose do they serve other than like in the, in these old classical senses, they have all these built up meaning and all this other things to them. And even though we don't know why we do it anymore, the purpose is there to still be served, which is, you know, being in a relationship can make you happy, but you don't have to know what it is. You just have to follow your actual feelings. I mean, that is what I loved about the movie is that is the memory and, right. and that that ribbon that connected them. Oh, the, the string of fate, red as, string of fate. Yeah. Literally the, the red string of fate. fuck sequence, <laughs> animated sequence. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just the, trippy as fuck beautiful gorgeous animation and the time travel sequence that epitomizes that i think is the strength of the movie and is what i really loved about it honestly um but i just it doesn't feel focused on that it's just i don't know i don't know sarah what do you what do you what do you think i you're the only one who has it oh so yeah yeah sarah, sorry i mean that's okay all, all three of you have pretty much outlined my entire viewpoints on the movie like jack as you said it's really refreshing to go see a movie that's you know has an original plot for a change uh, or at least an original subject it's good to know that this is this last couple of weeks have been brutal on everyone else too like like it's just it's been really bad and it wasn't bad yeah yeah I didn't seem to miss two very good weeks. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I was the thing. It was like it wasn't like it wasn't bad at Power Rangers. It wasn't bad. It's just right here at the end. It goes in the shell. I was like, I was like, eh, towel. No, <laughs> just like, done. I'm done. You can't shit on one of my favorite properties of all time and let me like just. Okay, go ahead, Sarah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Trevor as well. That um, I kind of wish they had you know, focused more on the memory or the tradition aspect or thematic aspect rather than, you know, suddenly shifting to it's a love story now. And, you know, Ben, I, I didn't realize that uh, he had had wanted more time to, uh, to work on this movie, but it makes sense considering that rather jarring transition at the end. But at the same time, there at the end, I was still like, turn around, recognize each right. other. Yes. Do it. Right. Except I couldn't really do that yes, because the first I time I saw too. this film, I was on an airplane. So I had to <laughs> rein <laughs> in <laughs> my feelings. The person in front of you is like, I feel like I'm being watched very intensely. <laughs> like, <laughs> your eyes are glued to the back also, of the Also, it's some of the most stunning animation I've ever seen. Yeah. It's just very pretty. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I, yes. can, I still can't watch, uh, like, Garden of Words, like the rain in Garden of Words, is the best like anime mm. rain I've ever seen. And 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 that's the thing is like his his like thing is just like with the animation and specifically Garden of Words. I watch it and I just like want to cuddle up and just like go nowhere. Like it could be a bright sunny day Aww. outside and I just like watch it and I go, oh my god, I'm so cold and happy and just want to like curl up into just this and just be this. You know, well, I, th- <laughs> I think that's what I appreciate about the movie so much. It is. It is sort of the opposite of the, the thing we were talking about because uh, we were d- talking about a different movie earlier 
And for that movie, it's more about the broad strokes than maybe the individual pieces. than this one's more about the individual pieces than maybe the broad strokes, which was interesting. Yeah. And what makes yeah. me uh, uh, like movies in different ways, and that's what I really appreciate about this movie, is like, guys, I don't know if I'm alone on this, but the boob-touching joke kept being funny to me. It, and no, I was blown away. It was. Away. It was. <laughs> being funny. How is it so funny every single time? Like, it just blew me away that it was still funny by the end of it. And like, it's such when she was crying, like clutching her boobs, it was like the greatest thing. Take it from like anime anime viewers, like, and that's like a joke that will not die. And I roll my eyes every time I see it. But in this context, like the first time I rolled my eyes, but like by the end when he's like crying and touching her boobs, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the fact that it took a trope that I absolutely fucking hate and like somehow made it like a laugh, like an actual laugh in the theater that was then perpetuated by the rest of these just regular American people <laughs> was, was amazing to me. And I, I was like, I agree. I, I think I think the setup and the decisions about when they do it, I have to admit the uh I think that there's a good flow and good telling of the story. I think the montage is a little clunky. Nope. Yep. Flow is interrupted by montage. Right. By opening. By anime sh- opening. I think the I just, yeah. Right. They do. They do. I think I fucking love montage way too much because it's just like I loved it. Even though it's, it's like you're probably tired of anime openings, and I was like, what is this? I love yeah, it. I know. It's, it's, it's so very, unique. And it's just. It's just like that triggers for us a little bit. We're like, we're just like, we're like, uh-uh, no, you you can't just have an opening here. Like you can't save money that way. I won't allow it. <laughs> like, and I guess I like, I like, for me, I was like, I love this. I needed it to be. This mo- song is so different. I needed it to be more of a montage, and it just like had this elements where it was like they were doing like a little bit more artsy fartsy bits with it and I, and I was just like it was such an opening song and it needed to have less vocals was my big thing like it needed to be a montage oh man it's just really weird for me uh, no no it's okay Why? it's okay like it's it, it works it works for people and I get that and it definitely works for the audience that I was in but like I was like annoyed and Katie was like what's what's wrong <laughs> and I was like I was like oh, god they're doing an opening and she's like what? so <laughs> the reason anime have an opening is to get you hyped for the show each week and to set up this sort of overall tone of the show or to starkly contrast with it maybe sometimes but um you don't need that in the middle well, of i mean your, i maintain that they'll break this up into a couple of portions and play it on tv and it'll that'll be the opening to like the second portion of oh the show <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So That's true. I, I don't know. I think I, I think the montage, like I want a Rocky montage versus what it is. And I think that it does break down a little bit of the character development at that point. But from that point on, I think the script is pretty tight. Yeah. I mean, all the, all the body swap stuff I thought was very impressively well edited and quickly mm-hmm. edited. And when it needed to be fast and funny and quick and due time, it was good. And when it needed to slow down for character beats, it slowed down for character beats. Like that's what I mean in terms of yeah. just movie making. It was just the process of movie making like felt right. It wasn't like we were rushing or taking for fucking ever. Like I'm just very tired of modern <laughs> storytelling. I think I'm an old man who wants to watch his goddamn Star Trek shows. <laughs> like yes. you know, where pace, pace is classic. <laughs> I liked, I liked how they also used it to like, you know, they discover that the person's inhabiting their body. And like, it goes from that perspective of them, like just waking up and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like yeah. what do you mean? I like sat up in class and was cr- acting crazy and didn't do my hair. 
or like and i love how they do that too like they have little ways of them both like identifying as the person like he he just ties a ponytail and she uses like an intricate ribbon or like you know how they did it with her as well and like how he just like stands a little bit more effeminately like they do that like they do such it's such a it's it's such a really great design from like a design and character standpoint that they both have them you know, the characters can shift just subtly and do sort of like the, she's all that thing. It's like, they take off the glasses and now you're a different person. Like <laughs> <laughs> the Clark Kent thing, you know, yeah, like, that's yeah. always my defense of the Clark Kent thing. It's I don't like, know why it's that Clark Kent is such a dweeb that you would never think he's yeah. Superman. That's why, even though I don't understand like why I went for the, she's all that reference. Yeah, I know it's, I don't, it's, it was kind of before my time oh. to be entirely honest. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Fun fact, you know who co-wrote She's All That? No, I don't know. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, that's a twist. (laughs) That is a twist that he is not worthy of. (laughs) I love that Jack has seen She's All That and I have Oh my god. (laughs) Not only that, I like She's All That. Let's not... Oh man. Hey, look, I'm on no structure. It's like a song. Yeah, are we talking about the Amanda Bynes movie right now? Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sarah, I'm about to get married. Like, I, I've, like, just signed away half of my movie rights for my life. Like, that's a thing that happens. <laughs> You gotta embrace some of your gotta, movies, You gotta man. go you with like if it. it's kind of good, you gotta go all in for it because then you're gonna end up watching Mean Girls for the sixtieth goddamn time. Oh god! <laughs> I don't dislike. I don't dislike Mean Girls. I don't dislike Mean Girls. I just. I just like. It say. has its moments. Yeah. it definitely does. I'm just exhausted by it. <laughs> okay, I understand. There's a lot of there's a lot of Lindsay Lohan acting in that movie. That's like not there. Yes, not ironic. <laughs> Sorry. Let's move on. Um oh please God. But uh <laughs> oh God. But uh again, kind of the, we have the character design, we have the music, it all works through. What did you think about um kind of the overall thing? Like I guess we've gotten to the big core issue, but do you disagree overall, Ben? That you, or do you see our point about like this shift and that how this movie and, and it's one thing to do this because we're, we're sorry I'm, I'm getting my thoughts together here my bad but the point is like we're coming together like this movie is is doing a lot in the background and like it doesn't seem to be attempting to be a simple back to the future movie versus like it, it is successfully it's, it would be like if back to the future halfway through it has like a little bit of like you know you know dr strange love in like the middle of it and there's like a there was like a better movie on top of it but then it doesn't complete on the better movie and it completes on like the like the lesser but less complex not lesser but less complicated movie it'd be like if we if if marty mcfly had an existential moment where he's like the slightest thing i do changes anything what's the what's the meaning of history what what does any of this mean? Exactly, it's like a Ray Bradbury <laughs> butterfly effect. Exactly, it's, no, it, would, it would be like putting like Fahrenheit four fifty one, like not the I don't know, like I don't, I'm fuck, I'm I'm really fucking up with my terrible I, I references. Guess, I guess I just didn't, yeah, I didn't see that in, in this movie. To me, it was always a body swap movie, and and once I saw, I didn't know what this movie was. I just knew it was called Your Name, and it made a shit ton of money, and I should see it because everyone says it's really good, and so i saw it and i had no idea what it was and i didn't see any trailers or whatever i just thought it was like oh it's a body swap movie oh weird it's 
they're on different times. It's the lake house. Oh, it's the lake house with a giant <laughs> comet. Well, that's yeah. something. <laughs> it, is, it is the but, fucking lake house sometimes. So but it's but infinitely better. No, it is. It's just funny. That's why I, I appreciate it because it had this weird fairy tale-ish element to it where it's like the crater happens exactly right next to the crater that it happened exactly a hundred years ago. Yes. It just so happened to like do this thing and like and and the sake brings him through time and like I, I think I just appreciate that it was a lot more simplistic to me. I never thought of it as some big existential thing. I do think it was about memory and I do agree that it felt like it was somewhat commenting on 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 the way that sort of rural life is is forgotten and tradition is forgotten and and modernity is often about the forgetting of things of the past and but to me it was ultimately a fairy tale more than anything and i think that's why i never minded that it was very simplistic i didn't see this super complicated uh deeply intellectual movie that you guys saw i just saw a very simplistic story that was told i guess well. this is yeah there's a lot of suspension of disbelief that needs to go or that that you need to experience while you're watching this film like oh comet happens <laughs> sake to makes you travel through time okay. time traveling oh, spin sake yes and I loved it. That's why I loved it because it was insane. Like that's insane, but it just sounds like it, it was like the idea of like you know you could read into it way too deeply about like the way that like. Well, I don't think we're. I don't. I, don't are, don't do that. Don't think. Don't like, think. Okay, I'm not. I'm gonna jump on you there. Don't say that we read into it too much. No, I didn't read too much. I read into it too much. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I read into the symbolism way right. too much, but didn't think it was that deep. I just felt it was just presenting weird shit like spit sake time travel. I kept waiting for them to explain what the magical forces mechanism was that made them swap bodies. But I don't. Oh, I knew they were never going to explain they ever that. Did. I knew they were never going to explain that. I thought that. it was going to be tied to the comet, I, but. Once they swap bodies, I was like, they're never going to explain it, and I'm glad they're never going to well, explain it. Well, they did explain it. They did explain There's like, there's just a family history, apparently, of them swapping bodies yeah. with random oh, yeah, dudes. That's like, right. That just yeah. happens. Because the, the grandmother, the grandmother was like, oh, yeah, I used to do this. Yeah. Just like the girl who went through time. It's like, oh, when I was a young girl. Yeah. No. Have you seen Have you seen About Time? It's literally the exact same thing. Like This was fascinating. This movie steals from a lot of movies, but About Time is literally about a family that can travel through time. Yeah. Which is, which is why what I thought of when Jack said it was a very very original idea that I got my hunches. Yeah, I love you. There's not really an original time time travel movie anymore. I'm sorry, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they've been done before. Like it's it's one of those things. It's like I think there's nothing quite like this. Would be my would be a better statement. And here's the other thing too is like I guess because I love Garden of Words so much, I'm prepared when I see a Makoto Shinkai movie to bloody read into it. Like I'm just. I'm just ready for that. That's going to happen. Like you don't and it, and this is so much less contemplative, but I feel like he's not not setting it up. Like he's set up the contemplative nature and going on the rest of his movies, it's just a step back from that. But it's not a step back till the end of the movie. And I think that's it. It's like you can read into it and there's a lot of symbolism and not a lot of actual statements to be made maybe. Ah oh, hell, let's just score the damn thing. I feel like we're all happy with it. Okay, first up, we're going to go with yes. Trevor. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> what did I score it on? I love doing that. That's just what I say now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I, did we, we didn't score right. it on Animania because we don't score on No, Animania, we just said so. we recommend it. Go watch it. <laughs> I, I don't have to worry yeah. about being completely inconsistent. You're not going to compare it to the last score that I did. Um, no, but it is, but the Blade Runner thing will out. come up. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, 
I guess a seven. Okay. Yeah. I mean, bad. not just as beautiful as it is, although that counts for a lot uh, with me. Honestly, um, the themes are there. I love her conflict with being in a in a family where she has to perpetuate her um, her ancestors, like right. Uh, trying duties and finds it embarrassing but like it's important to her kind of she doesn't know if it should be there's a lot of good stuff like that in there a lot of good like very japanese like actual issues i think it just doesn't follow through completely for me but uh i i did enjoy it i mean for what it was i think my set of expectations played a big big role in how i first viewed it maybe if i have a Honestly, if I if I knew what I was going into, I may not have been interested in it at all. But I'm still glad that I saw it. So I can't believe it's that much higher than Blade Runner. Sarah, you're up next. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, I I also give it a seven. I thought it was beautifully animated with a compelling story, but I think the shift back to the you know teen romance idea kind of disappointed me a little bit I guess and again I think Ben was right or obviously this is you know if the writer said he wanted more time on it then the writer wanted more time on it but I think the story could have benefited from that Um, having said that it's a really great movie and I would love to see it again and it's great yeah and uh, Ben you're up next all right, so I will say take this score with a grain of salt because I just do need to see it again, and I just had a very emotional, visceral reaction the first time. So I can only relate it from what that was. I wanted to see it again, but I had to see Blade Runner again this weekend, so it just didn't work out, uh, the timing-wise. But I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 because that's how I felt watching the film because I was just really blown away with seeing a movie that very, very effectively plays the audience like a fiddle. Like, it is... Very impressively manipulative in all the ways that I mean in a positive way. <laughs> it's a very well done film in terms of making you just feel compelled to actually care about what is happening on screen and to actually sort of lose yourself in the ideas and the identities. And to me, it is a just very well told fairy tale story with great characters and great humor and great pace and great music. It's just a great film, and it, it uh, feels like sort of almost a classic Hollywood film, but with a very modern sensibility and beautiful animation. So it's a 9 out of 10 for me, and it's still my number one film of 2017. So oh, damn. Damn. Okay, good. Just damn. above Get Out. Yeah, I do, I do think it was sad that this was not in the Oscars. That was, that that was yeah. awful. It that does sucks. suck, yeah. But I mean, I, also, I don't know fuck, can I say real quick, fuck the Oscars for changing their their rules because now everybody gets to vote on animation which means garbage animation films are going to be on there for now on yeah you're never going to see movies like the red turtle which right. i don't know if you hate it or not but like up spirited away we never got nominated uh, i mean I, I hate to i hate to say this red turtle was fucking awful um but that, you hate the red turtle that's why i, I backed did. away yeah no i mean no you're you're not the not to like put that out there it's just like we're like let's not hold up the red turtle <laughs> how about this but finding I, dory would definitely have been nominated last year if oh it wasn't yeah for oh yeah that whole thing because Finder made a shit ton of money. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, it's 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 just it's yeah. We're gonna. Um, I'm not as high as I as I think. I'm not I'm not where you are, Ben, with it. I like it. I think it's a I think it's a good film. I think it leaves uh, something to be desired. I think that there are better examples of 
animation out there. And I think that this is the one thing is like, I'm the nerd that likes the Makoto Shinkai films when they were just a, like, they were more kind of like deeper and more kind of like out about them. And it's just, kind of, and I understand that he's like gained like critical success. That's probably what he's going to be from now on out. So, unfortunately, like a little bit, like I was like, cause I'm like the one nerd in the corner that's like, can I have another garden of words, please? I like it. It's really great. <laughs> but, uh, but with that said, I mean, I really like this movie. It's great. I highly recommend it. It is the best date movie I think I've been on to at least in the last two years. Or at least it's one, it's one of the few date movies that like I recognize that we both like viscerally enjoyed, like unbelievably so, as we watched it. So I'm going to give it a, a 7.5, um, which is going to bring it up to 7, 7, 7. That's uh, 14, 21, 21.5 awesome. plus 9. <laughs> be 30.5 divided by 4 would be 8 16 32 be 8 no it would be 7.65 7.65 yeah yeah 7.65 which would be rounded up to an 8 8 out of 10 I'm okay with yeah, it. yeah. I, I like I like our system. I know that everyone hates like their individual <laughs> score, and you can hold it against somebody. But I stand by the scores that we actually, as a whole, give give stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so for the Movie Gang Podcast, uh, this has been Trevor Flynn. Good night, everybody. Sarah Becker. Thanks for listening. Ben Haworth. So Jack promised to let me do this so it'll be his fault for me taking this for a bit but i just want to say real oh, quick oh, yeah, this yeah, is sorry. our non-cynical episode to watch original ips i recommend everyone watch on netflix a movie called win it all that is win it all it is a very good movie by joe swanberg that's just oh. a classic three-act structure movie with hmm. good characters and story it's nothing special it's just a very good movie it's very old school and if you're like me and kind of tired <laughs> <of> modern <laughs> movies modern stuff check it out it's very good yeah uh, sorry, I for- I just totally forgot <laughs> yours. Uh, I have been your host, Jack Newman, who totally doesn't read the rundown sometimes. Um, but uh, again, <laughs> thank you for everyone for listening to the Movie Gang Podcast. If you want to support us, head on over to TuscanShed.com backslash support us, where you can use an Amazon link and go do your regular everyday shopping and help support the Movie Gang Podcast, as well as giving a couple other links over there. Click where you can go try some free trials to help support us. Uh, also, we'd like to thank FreshBooks for supporting the podcast today. Thank Thank you very much, FreshBooks. We really appreciate your product for both using and, of course, for supporting the Movie Gang podcast. From everyone here on the Tuscan Shed Media Network, thanks for listening. Go find your string of fate. <laughs> Go find your spit sake. <laughs>